Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out. Hey everybody, Repco Supercars Weekly, Aaron Noonan here. Great to have you with us as we look back on the weekend's Merlin Darwin Triple Crown. Hidden Valley Raceway in Darwin in the Northern Territory, seeing the supercars back in action after a bit of an enforced break. Of course, the Winton round delayed due to COVID scenarios down here in Victoria. A couple of pullaways from the weekend. Chaz Most at the top point scorer. Uh, with a win on Saturday, of course, he is third in the points for Walkinshaw and Dreddy United and re-signed, as we talked to him last week on Repco Supercars Weekly. Solid weekend for Chazzy and WAU. Shane Vigisbergen probably could have won the Triple Crown, but uh, a pit stop drama on Saturday opened the door for Chaz to get a win. He bounced back, though, with two race wins on Sunday to be the championship leader, leaving Darwin before we move on to Townsville in a couple of weekends' time. And for the Shell V-Power Racing Team, super job. Their Indigenous liveries on the Mustangs of Will Davison and Anton Di Pasquale looked fantastic. And Davison, with two pole positions and a couple of podiums behind Van Gisbergen on Sunday, really getting himself moving along. And for this episode of Repco Supercars Weekly, I chatted with Will a bit earlier today. Will, good weekend, mate. Couple of pole positions, some more trophies. But do you take away from a weekend like that being happy that you've got trophies and pole checks or a little bit annoyed that you're so close to a win but haven't quite got there? What's the overriding feeling this week? <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a whole, uh, happy. I mean, when you're getting pole positions and podiums and challenging for wins in this field, it, it's a good weekend. Uh, but, yeah, just a little bit of missed opportunity. Um, but, you know, just at myself, something as simple as the race starts, really. If I'd just got to the first corner in the lead, could have been a different story. So uh, not overthinking it, hugely encouraged, like was really, really pumped and excited to get back-to-back poles. Sunday morning, um, it was great to feel that again and extract the most out of myself and, and obviously feel a car that's just so well hooked up is a, is a real buzz. Um, the races were good Sunday, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're up against serious competition, not take anything away from, you know, what we're trying to beat at the moment and uh, just Shane and those guys were just a bit too good for me and uh, on Sunday and, uh, you know, not much though. So I won't get too stressed about it. We'll just keep doing what we're doing, keep working hard, preparing hard, putting ourselves in those positions and, uh, you know, the wins will come. The first few rounds, mate, it looked like you were still trying to find your comfort level with this car, different to what you've driven before in terms of the way it it does things. Uh, do you feel like it's a bit more of a, a second skin to you now and it feels a bit more like your car rather than coming in and driving another team's car? Uh, yes, yeah, definitely. Feeling really comfortable in it. Um, to be honest, within myself, I've been, you know, I've been, and I'm my own biggest critic, uh, but I've been, I've been comfortable with the year. I mean, uh, to debut on podium at Bathurst, uh, pretty much be on the front three rows for every qualifying besides Saturday in Darwin with a bit of a weird set of circumstances, uh, I've been satisfied with, um, you know, it's externally people probably don't quite genuinely understand, um, you know, the reality of our sport, how close the cars are. There's no simple magic in any car. No one's got more horsepower or <laughs> more downforce. Like it's all, 
just how you know the car, in, you know, intricately and how well you and the engineer know each other in such short, sharp formats. There's no magic. There's no fast-forwarding the process for any driver joining any new team. Um, it's always the first six months of settling in phase and moments of glory, moments of inconsistency. So I just wanted to minimise the mistakes, minimise the inconsistency, knowing the speed would come. And, um, you know, now we're seven podiums for the year, a couple of poles, um, you know, and I, I sat out pretty much all of last season as well. So just getting my own head back into the game, getting that, you know, balance of aggression back into it without making mistakes. It's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Um, but yeah, been happy each round where we're ticking boxes. You know, we've been on the second row of the grid quite a few times, been on the front row at tail and bend. Um, finally, we sort of really unlocked a couple of little things for my style and, and really executed that you know, pole position pace and, and now we just need to, you know, probably understand a little bit more what we need to, to try and really carry that into to race pace. Mate, much was said about the super soft tyre that Dunlop had for the weekend and when we got through the whole weekend, everyone kind of looked and went, ah, oh, that didn't quite play out exactly as we thought it might be <laughs> with tyres falling off cliffs and uh, people surging through the field or falling backwards like a stone. What, what can be done to maybe, with using that tyre, to tweak it up for some other races to, to make it deliver what was intended to deliver because it, it looked from the outside that that's not quite what we got on the weekend? Probably unsurprising. I mean, the reason we decided to run it at, you know, Darwin and, and Winton originally was because the nature of that bitumen and surface type is very, very low degradation. The tyres don't wear much, which is why we introduced it in Darwin to hope that we wouldn't have what they had last year with the soft tyre, which was no degradation. Um, it obviously hasn't quite, uh, hasn't quite done what we all wanted. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a step in the right direction and it's a trial and error process. No doubt if we ran that tyre at Townsville or Sydney Motorsport Park or, um, you know, lots of other potential street circuits or um, I'm just trying to think what other circuit on top of my head now, but uh, a lot of other circuits we go to, it would have massive, massive degradation. Um, so maybe this tyre is now fit for <laughs> uh, your Townsville's or... Um, Gold Coast or whatnot, and then maybe for your Darwins, there needs to be a, a, an extra step in compound uh, softer again, or maybe just a, a look at the, the minimum tyre pressure, something as simple as that, which, you know, was going to be 19 PSI for Winton. Uh, we decided to race at the minimum of 17 at Darwin. So maybe if that was just up to what we were going to run the super soft at Winton at 19, it would have just been enough to, uh, you know, see the tyres run into some trouble. Well, we'll wait and see what they come up with for some of these other rounds. Nevertheless, though, still was a pretty good weekend of racing. Saturday was, uh, well, not for you, it was not that flash from where you were, but it was a, uh, from a, a couch perspective, there was there was plenty going on. Another thing I wanted to ask you too, mate, one of the, the different things this year, obviously um, we haven't seen a great deal at the track this year of Dickie uh, or, or of Ryan Story. Has that changed how things run at the track with those guys not there so much or is it a case of everyone knows their role, everyone knows what they're doing and away, away you go when you go car racing? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, with with the team, uh, whether it was the Penske owned or now back locally, um, you know, they have such strong people there that run the team that have been entrusted with power and a position, very strict, you know, procedural ideas and processes, and uh, it's a very, very well-oiled machine. So, you know, Ryan and Dick have really entrusted the right people with their roles. Um, they're there because they are very good at what they do. They're running it. To a very high standard and a very high 
you know, set of um, procedures and it's business as per usual. So it's, it's impressive to look at. It's impressive to be a part of. Um, it's great to have Dick and Ryan at the track. I mean, Ryan came to Adelaide. It was his first event since um, Clipsal 2020. Um, so, yeah, he was at Tail and Bend. Uh, it was very cool to see him there, be back in amongst it. He's very busy behind the scenes. He's got lots and lots going on. Um, DJ's been to quite a few races. He came to Bathurst. Uh, you know, he was uh, in Tasmania. Uh, he was meant to come to Winton, but that was cancelled. So he's he's definitely very, very active at the factory. Uh, see him in there pretty much every day. And, uh, you know, he's certainly keen to, to come to the event. Him and Jilly pick and choose they want to. <laughs> <laughs> pick the ones with the good weather. That's the way to go. When you're Hall of Famer, you get to do what you like. And uh, when you call the shots and you're a team co-owner, that's definitely the way to go. Uh, just quickly, mate, Townsville is next up on the calendar uh, for, for the trip to North Queensland. It's a place you've had pretty good experience and success over the years. But uh, if you do get a chance to break through for a win, please watch the fences with your victory burnout. You know better than anyone how to make a bit of a dick of yourself, don't you? <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I, I certainly have redemption to pretty much just, um, you know, pull off some successful victory donuts in Townsville. I've been waiting eight years, you know, every year I'm like, can I just win there just so I can redeem myself in the donut phase? So, um, yeah, I can guarantee you if I do win, I'll be going to the same spot and uh, I'll be proving that I can do it without slapping the wall. So <laughs> hopefully that's a problem I've got in Townsville. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. We're referring to 2013 when Will won for uh, the Pepsi Max Crew Ford Performance Racing, launched in a victory burnout and banged the rear of it into the fence, which I think they're were they okay to fix that? When, when you've had a win, they can cop that, the crew, can't they? Yeah, when you've had a 1-2, it's been a great day for the team, so they let that one slide. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> let it slide. I think I owed them a few slabs, though, to be honest, but uh, it was all it was laughed off. I copped enough black as it was. I was going to say, <laughs> when you've won the race, got the trophy and the champagne, I'm sure they can cop uh, a little bit of a repair job for uh, for that night for the following day, mate. Congrats on a great weekend in Darwin, uh, sitting fourth in the championship for the Shell V Power Race Team, Will Davis, and we'll uh, see you up north in the sunshine in Townsville in a few weeks' time. Beautiful. Thanks, Noon. Will Davison joining us there on Repco Supercars Weekly. He sits uh, P4 now in the Repco Supercars Championship, just uh, 44 points behind Chaz Mostert, who in turn is nine down on Jamie Winkup. But in turn, Jamie is 221 behind Shane Van Gisbergen, who sits on uh, 1361. Top 10 in the points now. It's Van Gisbergen, Winkup, Mostert, Davison, Cam Waters, Mark Winterbottom sits in position six. And then uh, rounding out the rest of the top 10, Nick Perkat with the podium on Saturday in Darwin is seventh. Anton Di Pasquale, tough weekend in Darwin. He's got plenty of pace, but just can't get a result at the moment. It will come. James Courtney and Will Brown now up into the top 10 for Erebus Motorsport. As we talked about with Will, the Dunlop Super Soft Tyre didn't degrade much, but it gave the drivers plenty of grip and plenty of confidence to uh, launch a few moves here and there. Uh, I mentioned about Chas Mostert being the top point scorer for the weekend. First time that that team has done that in the Walkinshaw Andretti United era. Last time that they top point scored a weekend was Sandown 2016, Garth Tanner and Warren Luff. Last time in a multiple race weekend was Adelaide 2015 uh, with James Courtney. Uh, Will Davison with those two poles on the weekend broke through his first pole since uh, Olympic Park 2014. He hates 
us to remind him of that because he was fastest in qualifying in Tasmania a few years later with Techno, but had a grid penalty, so he didn't get the pole position despite being the fastest qualifying. Got two poles in a row for the first time in his career since Abu Dhabi back in 2012. Bit of news in the lead-up to last weekend's Darwin event was confirmation that uh, Tickford Racing will receive a fourth racing entitlements contract for next year. So Thomas Randall will move onto the grid in a full-time basis. He was running again as a wild card on the weekend in the Castrol Mustang. We'll see him uh, as a wild card again at Wanneroo in Perth uh, in Western Australia in September, which is the lead-in round to the Repco Bathurst 1000. Of course, he'll be a co-driver with Tickford Racing, yet to announce exactly which of their cars he will slot into for the great race in October. Don't forget online, The Garage. It's Repco's digital destination for all things motorsport and automotive. Head to the website now. It's repco.com.au, repco.co.nz for our Kiwi friends. Uh, Exclusive competitions, exclusive content. Uh, We've got video previews before every round that you can tune in and have a look at, as well as some historic pieces on all the tracks and all the events as part of the Repco Supercars Championship. Now, on this day, June the 22nd uh, in motorsport history and in supercars history, it's a sad day because eight years ago today we remember the great Alan Simonson, the Dane who... So sadly was killed at the Le Mans 24-hour in 2013. Of course, he was a regular in the Supercars Championship as a, an endurance driver with Triple Eight and with Kelly Racing, with Paul Morris's team. A lovely guy who we dearly miss. He finished third at Bathurst with Greg Murphy back in 2011. And also on this day in 2014 in Darwin, the final race of that weekend was held at the Triple Crown. Mark Winterbottom winning from 10th on the grid. Shane Van Gisbergen second from Jamie Winkup in the 69-lap race up in the top end. Bit of a longer one back then for the supercars drivers. Now, tomorrow on the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco, it's the first part of my two-part chat with former V8 supercar privateer and team owner, John Faulkner, the Kiwi who followed his racing dream as a kid from New Zealand to Australia. We talk about supercars. We talk about NASCAR, Oscar. We talk about his time in karting with Toyota in the Toyota Team Australia Touring Car Program. A really wide-ranging two-part chat Part one comes up uh, tomorrow, so make sure that you download the podcast. Uh, Sign up for the notifications wherever you listen to our podcast too, so then you get alerted exactly when it goes live and you can crank it up and listen in straight away before anybody else can as well. Join us too every Tuesday, Repco Supercars Weekly, as we take a look at the latest in the Repco Supercars Championship. But in the meantime, we're done for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. A great chat with Will Davidson. Enjoy John Faulkner Part 1 tomorrow on the V8 Sleuth Podcast, powered by Repco. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out.